This is Financial Standard, the definitive source of news, thought leadership and analysis for Australian wealth management professionals. Financial Standard. Take the lead. So welcome to the Financial Standard podcast. I'm Andrew McKean and speaking with Vanguard Senior Economist Alexis Gray. Welcome, Alexa. Hi. Thanks for having me, Andy. We just wanted to start with, if you could provide us with an overview of current domestic economic conditions and Australia's market outlook in 2023. The big news story of of 2022 was that we had a surprise resurgence of inflation. And as a result, we saw central banks raising interest rates very quickly. Uh, And that's not something that a lot of people saw coming. Even the Reserve Bank governor was talking not that long (laughs) before the start of the year about um, not raising rates until 2024. So that was the big shock of the year. And, And as interest rates have risen over the course of the year, we've seen the economy slow down. So it's quite clear that higher interest rates are starting to bite in Australia. Um, For example, house prices have fallen by more than 8% nationally. Consumer confidence is quite weak. We're seeing retail sales trending lower. So the economy has kind of ended the year in a weaker spot than where it started. I think post-pandemic, the economy was booming and now that's kind of softened. Looking ahead to, to 2023, I think that higher rates will mean that the economy slows even further. So we're penciling in for the cash rate to rise to around 3.85%, which implies a few more interest rate hikes early in the year, and hopefully then the RBA is done, and that will help bring inflation down slowly over the next 12 to 24 months. And so, but as a consequence, of course, of having those higher interest rates that economic growth is going to slow, we expect GDP growth of around 1.25%, and that the risk of a recession is more elevated than normal. So I think it's going to be a more challenging year than what we saw last year. In terms of what's happened in the markets, I think the markets have really reflected what's happened in, in the economy, which is that it's been a tumultuous few years. It's been very difficult to price assets. So we've seen a lot of volatility, not only um, in the equity market, which is pretty normal to see some volatility, but also in the bond market where investors typically ex- expect a steady stream of returns, and that really hasn't been the case. So the challenge for last year was that we saw contractions in both the equity and bond markets at the same time, which was painful, particularly for for retirees who rely on a stable income stream from bonds. And so the market ended the year with valuations lower, although over the last few weeks, we've seen somewhat of a recovery, which is good news. But I think looking ahead, um, given that valuations are now lower, they're they're more attractive in our view, that is a positive sign for the long run. We've actually upgraded our return outlook for equities and and for bonds. Um, And so we're now expecting that over the next um, decade that in the equity market returns will be somewhere between 4 and 7% for uh, Australian and global equities annualised uh, on a nominal basis and for fixed income slightly lower around 4 to 5% over the next decade. And that's better than where they were. That's, a you know, an increase of around 200 basis points relative to a year ago. So that's the silver lining. You know, a difficult year for markets means valuations are more attractive and the outlook has improved. And what are some of the long-term implications of recent fiscal policy decisions on the Australian economy? Yeah, I mean, during the pandemic, we saw unprecedented government spending. We saw the government trying to look after businesses and households by providing support in various ways, including things like the JobKeeper program. And so that was costly. We've seen debt levels rise. The government's now in a mode of trying to repair the budget 
over the coming years trying to keep debt levels down as much as possible. So um, the deficit now is going to be smaller over the next several years and the government, I think, is acutely aware that now is the time to repair the budget in case we have, you know, for whatever else is coming down the road. And that's that's positive news. But, of course, if the government is not spending to the same extent, that also means that the economy is likely to slow. So governments, lower government spending implies that GDP growth is not boosted to the extent that it was. So so that's, I guess, the challenge over coming years is that uh, a tighter budget is going to be uh, a little bit more challenging for the economic outlook. I mean, another big policy decision recently was a decision to cap energy prices, which I think for households is is positive news and is a relief at a time when inflation is so high. Cost of living pressures are really biting. Um, and so I think that's that's good news that we're all going to get a bit of relief um, on the energy price front, um, at least for the next 12 months. And taking into account what you've just said, um, what's the likelihood of Australia falling into a recession in the next 12 months? Yeah, I mean, the, the risk of recession, unfortunately, is higher than normal because we're in a high inflation and a high interest rate environment. And so we put the, the, the risk of recession at around 40%. Um, so it's pretty close to a coin flip at this point. We don't; it's not our base case, but we're concerned that that we may have a recession this year, and we certainly see the risk of recession as very high in other parts of the world, particularly in the UK, the Euro area, those parts of Western Europe that um, are very close to the Ukraine conflict and who now have sanctions on Russia, which is leading to very high energy prices. Um, the US as well is in a kind of similar position with a very high risk of recession this year. I think Australia is fortunately in a slightly better position that we are a net exporter of energy. And so for us, there is some benefit, in fact, to the very high energy prices of recent years. We also haven't had the same inflation levels that have been seen in the US and, and Western Europe. So inflation here still um, is below 8%. And not only that, but we're a close trading partner of China who've just exited zero COVID policy and who are on the cusp of a big economic recovery. And that should also provide a bit of a tailwind for Australia, which is good timing when the rest of the world is looking a little bit weaker. And should investment managers consider significant portfolio adjustments to weather a potential recession or should they stay the course? Well, I wouldn't be a very good Vanguard ambassador if I wasn't promoting staying the course. Um, That's one of our uh, core investment philosophies that, you know, staying invested through different market cycles benefits investors because timing the market is extremely difficult. I mean, we are professional investors and we have, you know, large active investors um, on the team here at Vanguard, but even for us, it's challenging. Uh, markets are pretty good at pricing in what's happening in the world. And so that's why, for the most part, I think buying and holding your portfolio and, and really setting your investment strategy based on your long-term investment goals. So those big decisions about how much of your portfolio you want to invest across the different asset classes, um, those decisions should be based on your personal investment goals and your risk appetite rather than what's happening in the market. And I think what's important to say as well is that, yes, it's possible that there'll be a recession in Australia this year, but to some extent, that's already partly priced into the market. We've already seen a weak performance um, in the equity market in anticipation of higher recession risks. Um, so, you know, markets move very quickly to price in new information and you have to be ahead of that information in order to really profit in the market. So I think there's a benefit to 
sticking to your strategic asset allocation that you set in the past with either with your advisor or that you've helped set yourself and sticking with that through through whatever market conditions come, whether that be a recession or not. And looking abroad, could you give us a brief rundown of your current economic outlooks for North America, Europe and Asia? Sure. I mean, the economic environment is more challenging in those regions um, than in Australia at the moment. Um, so I mentioned earlier that we, you know, pencil in a very high risk of recession in the US, UK and the euro area. It's highly likely that we'll see a recession, particularly in those Western European countries because of their proximity to the Ukraine crisis. Um, and so we're actually penciling in GDP growth to contract by around 1% in the UK and euro area. In the US, we're penciling in positive growth, but only slightly above zero at around half a percent. So that's a pretty tough year for the economy. That is in large part due to this shock of the Ukraine crisis, very high energy prices, very high inflation, but higher interest rates will help bring down that inflation. And and so the positive news is that over the course of this year, we expect inflation to, to fall from its peak and be well on its way back to central bank targets. So that's, I guess, the silver lining of a more challenging year for those countries. And how should financial advisors navigate current economic conditions in their clients' investment strategies? Well, I think one of the most important things is to have realistic discussions with clients about the economic environment. So, you know, obviously none of us can control what happens in the economy or in the markets. We can't control what happens to inflation or whether there are military conflicts in different parts of the world. But what you can control is setting a reasonable expectation about what your portfolio might achieve and what inflation levels we might see over coming years. And so in terms of setting expectations, um, I mentioned previously our our forecast for for equities and and bonds. So for equities, our return forecasts are around 4 to 7% over the next 10 years. And for bonds, it's around... uh, around about four to five percent. So I think having a, a, a reasonable kind of median expectation and understanding of course that market conditions can fluctuate and there'll be years which are stronger or weaker and that inflation may be a little higher. I mean it may take time for inflation to fall back to two percent. So an assumption that inflation may be three or four percent for the next couple of years is also a reasonable one and that perhaps maybe it's a time to be belt tightening and and perhaps trying to keep those balances as high as possible and not spending them down too quickly in anticipation for a market recovery. I think that's a, a kind of prudent way to approach the market over the next several years. Fantastic. Thanks so much for your time, Alexis. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this Financial Standard podcast. For more information, visit financialstandard.com.au. Please keep in mind that the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider personal circumstances. Reliance should not be placed on any content without further independent financial research and advice. 